My name is Lara Henderson. I am 32 years old. Today's date is July 29th, 2016. I am in Providence, Rhode Island, and I'm interviewing Norlin today, uh, Norlin Olivo, who is my friend and neighbor. Um, hello, my name is Norlin Olivo. I'm 24 years old. Today's date is July 29th, 2016, and we are in Providence, Rhode Island, and I'm being interviewed by Laura Henderson, who is a uh, longtime friend and neighbor of mine. So yeah, why don't we just start off maybe by talking about the organization that we met at and how we met? Sure. Um, so when did we meet? I mean, and I know we met at AS220. Um, I was probably still a youth, a yeah. youth, uh, I guess, uh, person uh, at AS220. I don't know if it was either through photography or through... Uh, I think you had just making. taken your photo class with Scott. Like right, right, right. Who also did this the story, this very story time thing, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't remember the first time we hang out, like hung out or sort of a, I don't know, was like, yo, let's, let's <laughs> just talk for more than just in passing <laughs> as neighbors of ASU 20 or something. Yeah. So I think I met you at the, on the second floor in the youth studio and you were like going on and on about how you just like got your photo badge. And I was like, what is this badge program? <laughs> like what, they were almost like Girl Scout badges. And you were like so excited because you just got your photo badge and you wanted to be a photographer. And then, yeah, I don't remember the first time we hung out either, but it's been amazing to do you want to talk a little bit about just like your trajectory since getting involved at ASU 20 as a young person? Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess I came to ASU 20 when I was, like, 18 or 19 in 2009 with, um, I always, like, correlate or, like, in my mind, the story is, like, with Miguel Rosario because, like, <laughs> like we both came into ASU 20 at the same time and I think we come from similar places. Um, but we both came to ASU in 2009 and I remember just, like, not knowing what, uh, like, art was necessarily or not that I didn't know what art was, but I didn't really know what, um, a space like ASU 20 was or what fine art was or what that meant um, to me as, I don't know, a young person. But, um, yeah, I just started taking classes with Scott and taking photo classes. And I remember, like, I was in engineering school, actually. And when I <laughs> when I joined ASU 20, I was like, man, I ain't doing this photo shit. And, like, <laughs> no, one, no one is, like, going to pay me ever to, like, make music or do art or, like, do any of this so I'm just gonna keep going to engineering school where were you in engineering school I didn't know that so I, I was going um to CCRI I was doing this joint program with CCRI and Roger Williams University and mm -hmm. it was through this company called Gilbane who was um they had hired me straight out of high school and were paying for a lot of my like tuition and we're gonna pay for half of Roger Williams University wow and um yeah and then I totally just like dropped out <laughs> I totally just like dropped out like I don't want to be an engineer, shout out to you if, if you're an engineer. But <laughs> I just, I think I just sort of fell in love with, with the arts and I think the, the, the freedom of, of expression that was there or something. And yeah, then I started just getting better at photography and doing that and, and playing music every day. I joined the What Cheer Brigade and then later I would join Downtown Boys. And um, yeah, and so I, I just, and I started teaching adult classes and going to the adult um, photo program meetings, and then, then I started living there. And now, I'm, so I'm a resident at ASU 20 now, and and I've been living there for the last like four or five years. And I don't know, 
it's kind of interesting. I, I wouldn't. I don't think that I would have gotten to play music or, or, I don't know, do cool things like this had I not been involved. Because I just wouldn't tour the world multiple times. Tour the world multiple times. <laughs> um, I just wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. Like I said, I wouldn't know about a lot of these things. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't know about this. You told me about this. <laughs> Story Corps. <laughs> NPR. <laughs> um, do you want to talk a little bit about like um, now being a like recent graduate of mass art and photography and like kind of what you imagine for the future of your career or what you want to do? Yeah, um, yeah. So I just graduated from mass art after going to engineering school and dropping out, <laughs> and uh, and then going back uh, to community college and then going back to mass art, transferring as a junior. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, art school was very interesting, like the art world and what that means as a young person of color is, is just kind of strange. And I don't, I don't necessarily know if I ever want to be involved, like, in the art world, for real, for real. But mm-hmm. um, Somewhere on the outskirts. Somewhere on the outskirts. And I guess now, um, what, what does that mean for my life now? I don't know. I think I, I really, like, we were, we were, we were discussing, like, um, yesterday, like, I... I really just wanted, like, I wanted to go to art school, and I wanted to learn, and I wanted to do all this stuff and and get my degree in photography or in fine art. But I really wanted to do it to be the first one in my, like, family to, like, go to college and finish. Like, I didn't, like, it was just, like, this weight on my shoulder where I was just, like, I guess I'm, like, another person of color that just didn't, like, finish college, like my mom and my dad and my sister and my other sister. And so, and not to say that there's anything wrong with that, I just felt, for me, that I wanted to like break out of that box or something out of that mm-hmm. mold of, of uh, not not finishing school. But now um, it's funny now like I haven't really been doing a lot. I haven't been really doing a lot of photography. <laughs> like I, I went to when I went to Europe this this summer with um, this band. I mean the Downtown Boys. What's the Downtown? You know the Downtown Boys. I know the Downtown Boys. I'll put it in a weird way because we're <laughs> in here. Um, yeah, when I went when I went to Europe with Downtown Boys, like I took like a bunch of like 15, 20 rolls of film. So I think that was good. But I think that the music thing is really where where it's like popping right now. I'm doing a lot of DJing and playing a lot of drums and uh, touring with Downtown Boys and doing cool stuff. And, and maybe starting your own project in Yes, the maybe starting my own project. Watch out, fellow rappers and producers. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> Chill out. Um, yeah, and uh, shout out. <laughs> I think it's funny. Shout out to The Takeaway. <laughs> I don't know what NPR show it is, right? It's called The Takeaway. Is that right? Yeah. That the Downtown Boys, a band that I was, <laughs> that I am in now, was just on this uh, this show called The Takeaway. So that's tight. Um, but I don't know what's next. Maybe doing more cool stuff like this. Um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So I want to hear your story that you have too. But before I hear that story, I want to talk about. So um, when I brought my class from Down City Design to yeah. talk to you, that was really a touching moment um, to bring all of the students and, you know, mostly students of color in to talk to you about your career so far. And um, you said some really inspiring words to them. Yeah. So I'd like to hear you talk about <laughs> that. Is that something you're interested in? Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I think I'd, I didn't tell them anything like that I think is – crazy or too out of this world i think i just told them things that i think in my mind all the time which are just like don't be don't be like i don't know ashamed for like not proud to to be a a a young person of color like point blank and you know not to be ashamed of being a person of color in the arts i feel like a field that like gets kind of made fun of in 
in uh, in working class neighborhoods, and not like because it's like oh, art is stupid. Like I think that just it's just like realistic. Like art doesn't make money, and there's just not a lot of like infrastructure and then sort of spaces for people of color in those communities to like access art and to like you know have all these facilities and 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 it just becomes a thing of like practicality versus like you know what what you really want to do and so i don't know i think it was cool like i told them like it like it, it's it's real like you know a lot of times i walk into a, a uh you know a space and i'm the only person of color there but i think that there's a lot of ways you can see that right that's like, like we, were, we were telling them and you can see that as like god damn it there's so many like white people here this is so whack or you can look at it like well, this is really cool that I'm of color and I'm taking up space in this in, in this place and that I'm, I'm being a part of this and I'm sort of, you know, trying to, like, change that perception that this mm-hmm. that, that anything is, you know, a solely, like, white thing or a solely, like, male thing or whatever it may be. Like, And I don't know. I just think that I, I, growing up, I met a lot of people who didn't go into the arts or didn't just, like, veer off um, because they were ashamed or because they think they didn't fit in or, like, felt uncomfortable and... And it's just like, you know, it's, I think it's just, it's just been going on for too long. Like, there needs to start being more uncomfortability and there needs to start being more confrontation and more sort of just like getting out there and, and, and I don't know, not being afraid. Because the, the way I see it is that, like, if I walk into a space and it's full of white people or whatever it may be and I, and I, and I leave because I feel like I'm the only person of color or whatever there, then and I feel like racism kind of won in a, in a way in a strange way you know it, it might not be that that space is racist or anything but I feel like racism kind of won and I sort of kind of refused to let yeah. myself feel that way have you always had that viewpoint or was that something that you sort of worked out yeah I mean I, I think I think that I've maybe not when I was younger but I think once I started like getting into the arts and realizing like man like I I'm the only person of color at a lot of these things, so I either, like, I'm going to quit and just, like, not go to this, or I'm going to just, like, stick it out and go through it. And I just think that I, I don't know, like, I, I I think that it was pretty fast that I was, like, this is a reality, but I don't care, and I have to, and I think that it comes, stems from just, like, listening to the, 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 the people via music that I really, like, sort of inspired to or there's like Nina Simone or just like Nas or Jay-Z or all these people who sort of in my mind push sort of a love of being black or brown or sort of a love of black or brown excellence and, and being being uh, young and, and, and black and, and gifted or, or whatever it may be and, and I, I don't know it was pretty 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 early I think my mom also my mom's Puerto Rican and my dad's Dominican so like my mom like complexion wise like looks like a white person, you know, and 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 she could be perceived as white. So I think that, like, for me, not fully understanding that growing up, like when I grew up in the Bronx, there was only like one white person in our building, like one actual like white person, and so it was just kind of this thing where I sort of always in my mind thought that like white people were like better than us or had more money than us for some reason growing up, and I think that like, you know, that quickly changed once I realized, you know, that there were all these sort of amazing artists of color you know, doing things that I looked up to. Mm-hmm. And you talked to, to the students from Down City about how, like, if you had let that be a barrier for you, that you wouldn't have, like, had all these amazing adventures. Or, like, the fact that you were the only male right. person yeah, of yeah, color yeah. at Mass Art for yeah. year. Right, I was the only male person of color, like, at Mass Art in my year who graduated. So, I don't know, there's just, like, a lot of things. Like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone to Europe, like, three times have I been afraid of being in a space full of white people. I wouldn't have 
I wonder if they've even been here right now <laughs> doing this interview. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. Cool. All right. I want to hear your story. All right. Now. Here's my story. So this story, this, this story is very, it's very funny. It takes place in high school. So, so uh, I think like one day, uh, um, me and my friends were just talking in high school. Me and my friend Jordan and, and Tom. And we would always talk about like, 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 just like doing things, but like never quite doing them. Like, yo, one day we should like steal a shopping cart and like, well, you know, like just like dumb high school stuff. And one day we get to talking about uh, Xbox Live. So like Xbox Live is like this internet service that you can purchase <laughs> for your Xbox. Like you buy it and it, it's kind of a racket to be honest. I don't know why they're charging you like more money to pay for internet on top of internet. Anyways, because you have to have internet to do it. So long, whatever, don't matter. But we were talking about like these little Xbox Live cards. So you could like purchase these little internet cards at like a, a, like a Seven Eleven or like a Walmart or something, right? And so you could buy these like all sorts of places. And um. And we're like, I wonder, like, if you steal one from the store without them scanning it, if the code on the back of it works. So he has this whole debate, like, nah, it doesn't work, you wild. And like, nah, it, it totally works, homie. Like, so I go into 7-Eleven, like, the next day, and I steal one of these things. Like, you know, the clerk is, like, off looking at some, like, I don't even know, like, warming up some, like, nasty pizza <laughs> or something. And... And I steal one, and I bring it back home, and I'm, like, putting it in my color, and I'm so happy. And it, and it doesn't work. Like, it totally doesn't work. Like, it, like, like, like you know, like, my friend, my friend was right. Like, it totally didn't work. So we go to school the next day, and we were still talking about it. And, you know, my friend, my friend Jordan, who uh, I've known, you know, at that point for, like, three or four years, we had gone to high school together, right? We, we were, like, really, like, really cool uh, friends, and he lived, like, down the street from me um, on the borderline of, of Cranston in South Providence. Um, over by Park Ave, and um, and and like we're, <laughs> we're just like talking about like whether we want to go to Kmart because his so his theory was that at Kmart um, there was a Xbox Live code that existed that was in a plastic thing so you couldn't read the code because the ones at Seven Eleven are just like kind of like a calling card where like the numbers is already shown but you have to scan it like mm. for it to work mm-hmm. the ones at Walmart already work you just have to like steal them and take them right but they but but like you know so so we're, we're like planning this out we're like all right my friend jordan's like all right we're going i know this kmart it's over by like garfield ave or whatever it is he's like i know this kmart <laughs> we can go to this kmart we'll drive in my car and what we do is like they have those little weird sensor things where like you can't get the product unless someone unlocks it with like a store mm-hmm. key he's like but you can like get some scissors you can get scissors from like aisle 12 or whatever <laughs> glue scissor section and you can come and you can cut this little plastic thing and then you take it and you put it in your pocket and you walk out so you know we're like planning all this stuff and then you know it, it, and and then the next day um actually a day just like this it's like raining outside it's kind of gloomy it's like six thirty at night <laughs> we like are going to the kmart and and on, and on our way there we like we think we're so like badass we're like <laughs> we're gonna go into this kmart we're going to steal this thing. Like, we're going to play Xbox Live. It's going to be great. Um, so we, we go into the Kmart, and we're walking in. And, like, I I remember laughing at this lady who we, like, when we first walked in. Because, you know, when you walk into a Kmart or a Walmart, there's always a the person that's like, hey, welcome to, like, Walmart or Kmart. Like, nice to have a nice day. And you're just like, and, it, and it's always, like, it's always, like, 
an older person. It's always like for me, it's always like an older white lady <laughs> who's just like seventy and who's just like whose job it is to like say hi to people. And it's, it's kind of a ridiculous notion. She's wearing like a have a nice day, like smiley face sticker. Just to welcome everyone. Yeah, just to yeah. welcome everyone. It's just like overwhelmingly excited to welcome you, which is which is cool. That's that's your job. That's your life. That's not a bad life to have. Overly, overly excited. So we walk past this lady. We're like, hey, yeah, what's up? And um. And of course, she has no idea that we're about to steal <laughs> from her store that she works at that she is so happy to be at and to work at. And um, so we're walking around, you know, and you don't, I don't feel like we went straight for the like Xbox thing. We're like walking around, you know, pretending like we were interested in like, Just you know, perusing. Kmart clothes. You would never get Kmart clothes. You would get destroyed at school if somebody saw you got some Kmart clothes. Like, forget it. You ain't getting no Kmart clothes. So we're just like walking around like shooting the shit and killing some time and just being like well we just looking around and so you know eventually like 20 minutes later we make our way over to the like video game section and it and it and it turns out there's someone who's usually there at the counter like watching people or just like waiting for them to ask questions about um about Kmart or whatever it is that you want from Kmart or whatever it is and um and he's gone so we're like Usually this dude is always here. Now he's gone. So like, we check the 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 the, the thing, the, the sort of Xbox Live code or whatever that we want to steal, and and yeah, there's like a little plastic thing on it, so we can't get it out. And it's really hard to like rip off. So we're like, all right, we already we we in our minds we have this, we have this planned. Um, so we go to the scissors section, the glue section, and we're just walking around. And we're like, oh look at all these scissors. We love scissors. Like so many scissors. Scissors are so fucking cool. And. Uh, and we grab the the scissors and like they're like they're, they they themselves are like in this weird like zip tie thing which is like pretty easy to break off right so Jordan walks into a corner and like you know where the camera isn't because we were we were the pros we were looking at the cameras seeing where they are so we went in between some random aisle and we you know break break the scissors out of the packaging so we're walking around with scissors in our pockets now so now so now we've already stolen and we're still in the store right. So we're, we're walking around with these scissors. And I remember they were, like, real cheesy scissors, too. They weren't even cool scissors. They weren't even, like, really nice ones. They were, like, just really, like, neon green. And, like, just, like, the worst, like, cheap plastic scissors. So we use them on this on this, um, on this this card thing. And they break. The scissors break. So we're like, oh, my God. Like, these scissors suck ass. Like, we <laughs> couldn't even, like. So we go back to the scissors section. And we get some other scissors. And this time, these are, like, some good scissors. Like, I, I think I would... I would have stolen the scissors too had I not left them at the store that day. So we go back to the thing and we and we we, we sort of snip it off. We snip the plastic and it's and like we have it and it's ours. Now here's where the story gets interesting because there were two different types of these like security devices. One was like really easy and you can cut it off with scissors. The other one you had to like forcefully rip off. So me and Jordan have different paths. I'm like because one of them is like worth three months of Xbox Live Internet and the other one's worth like a year. Or something like this, and um, I don't know. I haven't played Xbox in forever. Shout out to Xbox, be out there. My bad, I haven't played. Um, so I grabbed the three month one. So I'm in. The, I already got mines, and you know I'm like, you know, just like waiting for Jordan. So Jordan decides he's like, Nah, we're here. Where I came from, I'm gonna grab the very. I'm gonna grab the like sixty dollar like year one. Like I need this. I'm like, Yo, do you, homie? Let's do it. Just, just do it. So you know he's sitting there, and eventually he does break it off, and he gets the thing. At this point, we're, like, nervous because we're, like, man, we took so much time. Like, anybody could have seen us, like, in the video game section just, like, I don't know, hanging out, stealing shit. And um, and we start walking out of the store, right? And, we, you know, we're nervous and we're, like, we got to get out of here. And mind you, Jordan's, like, 
red, like, uh, like I don't even know what you call it, like a Firebird. He had like a Firebird car that his like father had given him. It was this beautiful red, like, low-riding Firebird car or something. And then, it, you know, it was just like the ultimate, like, getaway vehicle or the ultimate, what we call in the hood, like, hot boy car. Like, you could tell, like, the people who were riding in this car up to no good. I think the, wind the windows were tinted or whatever. It was just, like, ridiculous. So we're walking, we're, like, making our way down the aisle, like, in this Kmart. And and we're, we're about to walk through those little sensor things that go off mm -hmm. when, when, you know, you have merchandise that you've been paid for. And I walk through it. Nothing happens. Nothing goes off. Jordan, Jordan goes to walk through this thing and the lady who has been saying hi to everyone all day the 70 year old lady grabs him grabs Jordan and says you're coming with me <laughs> and at this point I'm like freaking out I'm like <laughs> I'm like I'm like damn like what the fuck just happened like I don't <laughs> I don't really understand and it, you know at, at the time you know like I don't I didn't think about it quite like this but in retrospect like you know I'm a person of color and so is Jordan but Jordan is like complexion-wise, like, darker than me. So I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, damn, like, they, they took Jordan just because he's, like, you know, he's, like, darker than me or because he's blacker or whatever it may be. Like, they think he's more of a third or whatever. But, like, you know, I was just totally lost. So I'm, like, standing outside of the Kmart, and I see Jordan get pulled away, and he just looks at me. And in retrospect, it was hilarious. I think I might have even laughed then. But then, like, 30 seconds later, I was like, fuck, like, what is going to go on? Because in my mind, I'm thinking they're going to, like, you know, either torture him or say, like, you know, like, ask him, like, did the other kid take something? Or, like, what are you guys doing in the store? You know, and we're going to get in trouble. And my mom was going to beat my ass for sure if she's heard that. She got a phone call from some, you know, dusty white guy at Kmart talking about, like, I took some Xbox Live cards or something, you know, like, or whatever it may be that I stole. Like, like you know, like, my my mom's, like, cousin um, had, like, her son has stolen something, like, a Game Boy from, like, school or something and she was pissed she was ready to like burn his hand on the stove because he got suspended so i'm like thinking damn my mom's gonna beat my ass with a belt and then to put my hand on the stove and that didn't actually happen my mom doesn't put didn't put my hand on the stove i don't want anybody to think my mom's crazy or anything um so i'm just outside waiting like i'm just waiting and 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 after a while i start to get paranoid because jordan is my ride home like i know how to take the bus like it ripped us like pretty easy to take we were over there at the the, the Kmart Plaza on Garfield Ave and and then I start like I'm like so the Kmart is on one side of the parking lot of this huge complex um, shopping complex and then a stop and shop is on the other side of the huge complex so I start to see a security car just like gun it just like lights on just like start driving towards the Kmart so I'm like I'm gone I just start running like not knowing whether this car is coming after me or not I'm like I'm leaving I'm not getting caught like it was his fault. You try to get the year. You try to get the most expensive, like, Xbox Live card. Like, I'm gone. I ain't getting caught. So I run to the bus stop, which is, like, to the to the left of the Kmart. And I see this car just going around and around the shopping complex. I'm like, oh, my God. They're looking for me. Like, they're looking for me. Like, Jordan, like, they caught both of us, and they're just looking for me. And the lady couldn't grab both of us. And, you know, now they're looking for me. Now, now I'm a fugitive. I'm running away from the law. So I'm at the bus stop waiting for the bus, and I'm like, and I'm, but I, meanwhile, I'm calling Jordan and I'm texting him, being like, "What is going on? Like, what is up?" And I think his phone uh, was left in the car. He left his phone in the car, so I couldn't like get in contact with him. I'm at the bus stop waiting, and then like like morale starts to kick in, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh 
man, I'm so deflated. I'm just like, oh, man, I suck. I ran away from my friend. <laughs> like, I left him at the Kmart by himself. Like, I stole him so bad. And then, the, and then like, this, like, like Christian was waiting at the bus stop with me and was telling me about how, like, God and how I have to, like, take care of myself and, like, be a good person. And, you know, just so I feel like a terrible person at this time. It was, like, guys lecture me about God as I just stole from a from a fucking Kmart with my friend, right? And so the bus finally comes, and I get on the bus, and I go home. And I'm just like, man, like, I'm just like, damn, like, I'm just, I don't know. We were, we were like, 16 or 17, so we just didn't know what was going on, what was, what was going on. And, um, and, I, and I finally get home from Kennedy Plaza, and I'm walking. And it was a gloomy kind of day like this, kind of, like, raining, but, you know, it's, like, very dramatic scene walking home. And I get home, and I, and I turn on my Xbox, and I'm like, should I play this card? Is it right to play? Knowing that my friend Jordan is at Kmart right now, probably being asked questions by some dumb, like, I don't know, mall cop or Kmart cop or something. And, um, and of course I played. I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> no issue. I'm going to play the Xbox. <laughs> he's not going to call me back. He's, you know, he's, he hasn't called me back and he's, I don't know. So it, so I get a call from Jordan, like, like, I don't know, maybe like 20, half, 20 minutes later, half hour later. And, and, and um, he was like, I'm like, yo, like, what happened? Where were you? He's like, where were you? Like, I was looking for you in the parking lot, like, trying to give you a ride home. And I was like, I ran. I saw, like, a, like, a security car from the stop and shop. Like, I ran. I was gone. I wasn't trying to get caught. I know. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, totally. I was like, so, what, like, what happened? He's like, they asked me, like, why I stole and, like, you know, like, what I what I was doing there with you and like if you had taken anything and I told him you didn't take anything and I was like yeah yeah <laughs> like then loyalty right there didn't snitch like so I didn't get and ended up getting caught like he didn't snitch I didn't get caught and um what the, the crazy thing was that Jordan was actually 18 and I think I was like 16 or 17 he's like a little bit older so he could have actually gone to jail because he was an adult then I mean I don't think like necessarily that, that like um, maybe an adult by number but we were still like kids we didn't like necessarily know any better and so I think that was kind of like when I heard that I was like whoa like you could have really like gone to jail just because you wanted to steal some like Xbox Live cards but then I was really making fun of him too because I was like yo you should have never should have just taken the like easy one and you just had to wild out and take like the, the you know the most expensive Xbox card you could and so and so yeah then we were just laughing because I was just like paranoid for no reason and, and he had told them that I didn't take anything so like the mall the like security guy wasn't looking for me <laughs> to begin with I was just like freaking out for no apparent reason and and then uh, the next day at school like totally made fun of him like hardcore and I think they like called his parents or something and his his father was like real strict so his father I bet like really like I don't know gave it to him yelled at him or something um but that is my story from when I stole I came out and it's funny because now in retrospect like um I think because I didn't get caught like I'm a malicious thief like, I'll, I will walk in on tour, and I hope no one is listening to this who works at, a, like, a weird gas station on 95 or, or whatever it may be. But, like, now I walk into a gas station, and if, like, and I, and I, and I don't know if, I, like, I feel wrong as a person of color in the world or if I, like, am trying to, like, get back for them catching Jordan or if I just, like, love stealing from, like, big corporations like Kmart <laughs> and Walmart and Shell or whatever. But I walk in, and I, like, you know... I, and sometimes I'll do it un- un- like unknowingly. I'll like 
get some Aspen or get some like Advil and put it in my back pocket and get some other stuff and pay for the other stuff but not pay for the stuff I put in my pocket. So it, it kind of like, it's funny, like, in, like had I been caught that day and they, like, they called my mom, maybe I would have learned my lesson or maybe like... I still would have been stealing stuff, but I still like I was looking at the story. Remember, I was looking at the story corpse pen. I'm like, this is a nice pen. Like, they don't need this. NPR got money. They don't need this pen. I'm gonna take this pen, but I didn't out of respect, respect for NPR and Ira Glass, everyone out there. Um, so, yeah. Or like at AS220 the other day after that event, I like went up to your room the next morning and you like had the sign from the event. I did have the sign, but see, I thought that was funny. Like sometimes I just steal things so that to see if people notice if it's gone missing, and then I'll put it back. But I, and I never steal from individuals. I like stealing from places that I know won't miss the thing that I like stole. You know, it's like a, a huge corporation. Right, it's a huge corporation. It's like fuck them anyways. Like it's also just like I'm kind of poor, a musician and an artist. So who cares anyways? But. Has anyone ever stolen from me? Um, yeah, like, my house got robbed when I was on the south side of Providence, and, like, it was crazy. It was, like, like, because, you know, like, when you, when I envisioned myself going into a house and, like, stealing stuff, um, which I've never done, ever, I envisioned, like, stealing, like, a TV, a DVD player, an Xbox, like, a GameCube. But when my house got robbed, they took all that, and they also took food out the freezer, like, they took, like, frozen hot dogs and frozen hamburgers, soda. But they were very picky. Like, they didn't they didn't take all the food or all the soda. They, they didn't take the Coke. They took the Sprite and the lemonade. Like, it was just, like, like are these guys actually, like, thieves? Or are they just kind of hungry and, like, looking for a meal or something? But that was, I think that was the only time that I've uh, been robbed, I think. Or that I've ever been How old were you? When my house got broken into, that was even before I stole at Kmart. That was like, I was like 14 or something when I lived in South Providence on Congress Street. Shout out to Congress, Southside, Elmwood. Um, yeah, so it, it, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to me how you like look back at these cycles and you know, you like, <laughs> I, I, I actually don't think like if I got caught, I probably just would have got caught and then kept stealing. I probably would have stolen more. I would have been so mad. Like, God damn you, Kmart. I'm going to steal even more. But I think, uh, I don't know what kind of effect it would have had if I, like, got caught that day. But I don't know. It's really, and I think about I think about that story, and I think a lot about a lot of things in retrospect, like complexion, the fact that Jordan was like, you know, to a lot of people might have looked like uh, darker skin or, or more threatening or whatever it may be, more like to fit this profile that maybe like they believe to be like that of like a thief or something. Um, like if I had walked in with some white kid, I don't think none of us would have gotten caught. We would have like gotten away with it so I it's like very interesting but also just like man what a like that that what a narc that saying saying <laughs> have a nice day lady like never trust that lady she's definitely put there to catch thieves when y'all are trying to go out and steal stuff don't that's the number one part of her job training yeah, how yeah, to yeah. grab children that are walking grab. out of Kmart unbelievable um yeah have you ever stolen anything Laura? I had a, when I was with my mom once at a Bradley's, I actually stole lipstick and then felt so guilty about it that I went and put it back. No! And then, no. And then when I went to go leave, this guy grabbed me you you and stole. was like, you stole lipstick. And I was like, I've never done such a thing. And my mom was just like, what? But I like did steal lipstick. Like he saw no, me steal the lipstick, but, but then I put didn't. it back. That's right. But he didn't see me put it back. Well, taught that guy a lesson. That was yeah. the only time you stole 
My I God. accidentally stole a lunchbox once from CVS. I was spinning it around and like playing with it, and then I left the store like still playing with it, and then like got home and then was like, wait, this isn't mine. And then well, I went back. I went you and when brought that it. Like I was like fourteen maybe, and I went and brought it back. You brought it. What is it? <laughs> You have the craziest best karma. Like what? What? You're not supposed to bring it back. You get zero karma points from not stealing from CVS. Don't you get all the karma points? No, you get zero. Zero. That is hilarious. Not cool, Laura. You're supposed to just take it. Wait. So you haven't stolen in your adult life, ever? No. My God. What a pure, pure soul. <laughs> that is like. Pretty unbelievable. Everyone steals. I don't think I have. Like, everyone steals. No. <laughs> have you ever stolen anything? Never stolen anything. Our Story Corpse uh, uh, recording person <laughs> says they haven't stolen anything, which I think is a lie. Just try not to get fired on NPR live. All hoax. If you could steal anything, what would it be? If I could steal anything, what would it be? Hmm. I don't know. I think it, it fluctuates. Like, I think if sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I could just steal a crazy, like, like, nice car and then, like, shoot a music video with it. That's the thing that I, I would probably, I would probably steal a car from somebody, like, make a hilarious music video. Like, I would steal a cop car, for sure, actually. That, that is the type of, I want a cop car. I'm, I actually was like, man, how can I steal a cop car? Like, put it in a music video, and then, like, return it. Because, obviously, you're going to get caught with a cop car. You, like, that's just... You were just sassing me for returning the CVS lunchbox. But yeah, but returned... a cop car is a little... It's a little more... You know, it's a little... The stakes are higher when you're stealing, like, a Barbie Barbie lunchbox from CVS and when you're stealing a, a cop's car. <laughs> but I think that is the number one thing I would steal right now, that I would make, like a, like, a music video like Kendrick Lamar. We'd all be like jumping on the cop car. We'd probably break it. We'd probably we probably wouldn't return it. Probably just burn it. Yeah, we'd burn it. I think I'd burn the cop car if I had to steal anything. <laughs> Number one thing to steal. Yeah. Sick. We have about six minutes left. Is there any last things that maybe you want to ask Lara? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Have you ever gone to jail, Lara? <laughs> no. Have you done anything bad? What was like? What's like the most? What's, like, the baddest thing you've done as of recent? As of recent? Because I love doing, like, bad stuff. Like, I, if, I see a, like, if I see, like, a cop car, like, on, like, the street, and it puts a cone so that, like, it can park there later and it speeds off, like, I, I'll take the cone. Like, it, I have a cone in my trunk right now, actually, that I stole, like, three weeks ago. Like, for <laughs> sure. Like, I love doing bad things, which is so funny because I'm, like, not a bad person. I don't think I'm a bad person anyways, but I just love doing bad things. Yeah, what <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> I don't really do bad things, I guess. I'm trying to like see if anything pops into my brain. Remember that time you said you and Gianna watched those two people have sex at the beach? <laughs> That's kind of bad. That's I said weird. we should leave though. Okay, you're right. Gianna was like, you we got... should stay and watch these people have sex. And I was like, no, we should definitely not do that. <laughs> Shout out to Gianna for. <laughs> I mean, see, that's, I don't think that's bad. I think that's like, kind of creepy. I don't want to watch people having sex or anything. Nothing bad. All right, if you, okay, all right, so we'll ask you this question. If you could do anything bad without getting caught like like you everyone in imagine everyone in life was granted one 
bad thing they can do and like not get caught ever like it could be like robbing a bank it could be like uh, I don't know burning a cop car in my instance it could be whatever it may be what, what would be the thing that you would do that was bad I don't and you know. can't take you can't take it back you can't be like stole it and I'm gonna give it back cause the guy at Bradley's was what would you do I it's an interesting question like I mean growing up I was like the oldest of four kids and I was like almost like this like matriarch like starting at age like six with my family so yeah. I feel like I always just had a lot of pressure on me to like be a good role model and like do everything right and like have like kind of be a person that my siblings could look up to so right. I feel like there was I definitely like periods in my life where I was hanging out with some girls that were like trouble and we were like doing lots of trouble oh, activities what do you mean, trouble activities uh just stupid stuff just like sneaking out at night and like <laughs> drinking way too much alcohol and um i don't know just yeah. so yeah i it's something i just feel like disconnected from of like what i can think of like a million things that i would do to make the world a better place but i can't think of like something i would do to like kind of rebel and rebel. i don't know that's a really interesting question i'd have to it's interesting that you have nothing to say like i think <laughs> most people would have like something to say like like in a heartbeat like i think most people would in a heartbeat rob a bank most people would in a heartbeat like you know steal someone's mansion or something like this or, i wish i had a bunch of paper to make prints with paper's <laughs> so expensive i guess i would rob Laura a paper store would go store. into the RISD store and steal all of the paper from the RISD store <laughs> That is Laura's one bad thing, is paper, stealing paper. My God, what a pure, 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 pure soul. Also, like, I'm not a thief. Like, I just want to put that out there. Like, I'm a thief, but I'm not a thief. I, I feel like when I steal, there's like a, I feel good about it. I don't feel bad. I'm like, the world has wronged me since 1991 when I, has, when I was born. It has told me that because of the color of my skin, that I am sort of a, a less... Uh, able to do certain things that I'm supposed to go to jail by 25 and I'm 24 now and I haven't gone to jail that I'm supposed to be a drug dealer that I'm supposed to be a bad father that I'm supposed to uh, go to jail or end up dead so I, I feel when I steal something I really feel like when I steal a cone from a cop I feel kind of um, even though I don't think it's like very political or whatever it may be like I feel like I somehow uh, you know it makes me laugh and it sort of takes my mind away from the like crazy injustices that I feel like happen sometimes. And I don't think that I think about the things that deeply every time, but in my mind I feel I feel extremely wronged by mm. by this country and, and uh from time to time I just like you know and and so I sort of it's a way for me to cope, I guess, with it ultimately, you know. But and I think ultimately I like free stuff too. <laughs> and weirdly I guess like the pendulum the opposite way for me I feel like growing up in like a white middle class family I've been given a lot of access and like right. had a lot of doors opened for me and so I feel like that's a huge part of why like I can't get away from ASU 20 I just want to like mentor people and help people and like why you know I've mentored people at the training school like I just see like these huge injustices of like right. how much was just given to me just because I was born into this situation of you know access and the color of my skin and yeah. it's really like a bizarre life experience for me to like spend significant chunks of time with people that like it was just their situation was the opposite of that right. all right we're wrapped up let's have a, a last drink a last shot to uh 
the balance that my um, bad acts and your good acts sort of create between us, we make a great one great person. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, we're drinking Jameson, by the way. It's great. <laughs> Just want to let y'all know. It's my favorite. Uh, thank you so much, Story Corpse. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, The Takeaway, for featuring the Downtown Boys um, band that I'm in. And uh, thank you, Ira Glass. Ira Glass is top five, one of my top five favorite white men, um, right under Brian Eno um, and Gene Krupa. So I just want to put that out there. Thank you. <laughs> You're the million man. It's crazy. Kids talk about me.